So let's just get started. Well, don't do any like welcome back. Like you act like they've missed us. <laughs> I'm not going to do a welcome back. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Joe. And I'm Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. Well, I need a vacation from my vacation. I know. I know. Everybody does. Like a nap. It's a real thing. A week-long nap. Um, I came in Monday morning to the office, and and that's after we've been gone all week. We've been down in Texas, and I'm just wiped out. Um, well, we had a good week, but you know when you just keep going, you, long hours driving, then you're going, 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 doing, trying to do fun things. You you did all the driving, so I can't complain. But neither one of us have felt a hundred percent. Well, I do all the driving because letting you. It's, <laughs> you <laughs> you do i'm a great driver we've determined well, this already I, on the podcast there's no there's no resting for me when you drive so it's not like hey you drive for a while and i'm gonna rest no i'm i'm more uneasy when i'm in the passenger seat than when i'm in the driver's seat and i think we've talked about this before i know i know and you know what that's your problem not mine well that's i'll take it okay but anyway, so I don't mind because I, I actually do get some rest in the passenger seat. So I don't mind. Well, we did a lot of driving. Went down to Texas to see your family. And um, they're getting ready to move. And, and so it was our last trip down to Texas. So Neil, Neil, Neil goes off to college. And, um, and so yeah, this, this is, is really... Neil's last spring break. This is it. They're moving away from Houston. They're moving out of state. Mm-hmm. And, and this was it. This was our last trip down to Houston. I don't even... Can't think of a reason why we would go to Houston it's been anymore it's been such a regular part of our what the last 13 years we yeah. always we, we were down there a couple times a year and um so it's kind of a little surreal to drive away from there knowing this is it they're going to yeah. sell the house and and they have such a nice place down there they do so but I'm excited for them. I yeah. mean, I'm excited to see what God does in their next move. Yep. So a new new adventure, new place to go visit. New but, chapter. I mean, life is always, you know, you finish one chapter, start the next one. That's that's how our life's been. It's how a lot of life's hard. Well, we got back from our spring break trip, and we had some yard work to do. <laughs> and Joe... We had a few hours there we could do it we didn't have any other time because we we're leaving out of town again the next day so we we came back from texas had a few hours back in arkansas turned around and left out of state again and joe had two near-death experiences i did i did <laughs> <clears throat> you can see i'm really emotionally upset about this well, it was it was i don't know how near death they were but well the scary. first one i was a little scared i almost fell off a cliff so we have in our backyard um, two caves. I mean, we have our some... house sits elevated above Little Sugar Creek, and you can go down to the creek pretty easily. We have a ramp down to a lower landing below our house, and then below that landing is the river and caves. Oh, it's and... creek. Well, here's the deal: 
the the caves really one of the caves just goes the big cave just goes to the water it's there's i don't know we've never crawled in it because i don't want to encounter bats or anything like that but we were clearing out some brush yep and joe grabs a branch to i don't i think we were trying to get some of those um vines viney yeah. things. i was trying to um, trim off some vines because yeah, and- they just grow up and start tearing everything down so we were clipping vines and so he holds on to a branch of a tree and kind of leans over the cliff maybe a little bit. Well, the, Which is over the entrance of the cave, basically. Yeah, and it's probably, I don't know. 12. Yeah, I was going to say 12 12 to 15 feet down. down. And I don't think it's a death fall. It might be like a Unless you fell and an then ankle rolled fall. into the cave. Because <laughs> the cave goes down. So I'm, Anyway, he breaks the branch and the... And the Thankfully, well, it was one of those wobbly trees, so the, and I had the noticed the tree it. is growing from down below, and it yeah. grows up above our landing. This, this, we're really making it sound more dangerous than what it is. But as I just kind of grabbed the tree to to reach out and trim the 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 what I was holding broke. See, and my heart's I had, pounding right now, and I thinking of, and it. I already had the center of my gravity over. So what was holding me back, and it broke, and I went over, and I grabbed that tree and hugged it like a fireman's pole. <laughs> It's, a, it's not a big tree. It's kind of a wobble. So it's like I'll have to go down and take think, a picture. Think of like of a so little skinny little palm tree that's kind of hanging. Yes, out. That's what. And yes. I and I was like, ah! and then she's like, Joe. I was and, like, ah! and and I grabbed it and I went over, but I'm holding onto this tree. So imagine like my toes are on the edge, but I'm completely hugging this tree, leaning over, <laughs> and. Uh, and he was wearing overalls. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he, I have to okay. give you. Can, I, need I to, have to give you. Give everyone the. I did not. I mean, it's like the most visual. Arkansas look oh. that I have. We need a picture for the show notes. <laughs> we, we have one. We have, oh yes. We we have to we have to share it because so, you have to understand this visual. He is wearing full on what I would call Arkansas overalls. And I only which, have those which because he did not own until he moved I here. I bought them for a costume. It was a trunk or treat <laughs> here one year, and I, I thought I'm going to go as like a country, you know, you know, country bumpkin kind of. And so I bought these these overalls. But here's what I've discovered: I'm not the skinniest <laughs> guy in the world. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, when you need to get some serious work done, overalls <laughs> is the way to go. I'm just—you heard it here, folks. If if you know, I get so sick and tired of constantly. You know, if I'm trimming, working, yard work, and I got to constantly pull my pants up, and they, they, you know, they, they, they slip down, and you know, you're up and down, and you're constantly adjusting your pants. Overalls, there is no adjustment. I mean, they stay up every time. And when you got to get some serious work done, and then I had a a tank top that I bought at Walmart that I think it's got like a. Harley Davidson on the front of it. And so I had the overalls over that tank top. I told him it's it was like not Just, a good look. But. Justin Timberlake song, you're bringing sexy back now, baby. I was bringing yeah. sexy back. <laughs> so I'm hanging over this cliff. He's in hanging my- over the cliff with overalls on. And I actually, I was like, ah! and then... Okay, so he drops down. There happened to be a little rock ledge just underneath it, enough for him to kind of get his footing. A little outcropping. So my feet came off the edge. Because otherwise he would have gone down. So thankfully I looked down. I'm like, oh my goodness, thank the Lord. There was like this little landing there. And so I caught my balance. I got my feet down there and I was able to spin. uh, Because even though I'm a big guy, I've got like ninja-like reflexes. (laughs) 
And I'm really, I'm really nimble when I need to be. Okay. Anyway, I spun around and I caught and I breezed out and grabbed some roots or a small something and I pulled myself back and yeah, my heart was pounding a little bit. Then I'm like, I was like, babe, I, I am really like shook up about that. And he goes, oh, you care about me that much? <laughs> I was like, what? Of course. Anyway, yeah, it was it. Was, that was the first incident. We should have quit while we were here. We 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 should have quit. We didn't know what was about to come because we were just cleaning out brush. This is the time of the year to do it because all the green starts coming and the we have those like vines, the thorny vines, and it stuff kills our vegetation. Our, yeah, and so we were like, let's clear this out now before it gets over, like overrun it'd be by ten May. times harder when it blooms. So we were just making a pile and. Uh, and there was one closer to the creek that we needed to take down. So he headed down, which it's a little bit of a some rock climbing. Um, well, I mean, you just. Step, I mean, he's step. not rappelling down, no, but yeah, it's not it's, hard. We go up and down, down all the time. The typical Arkansas rock ledges. What was hard about it is that the creek is in flood stage, and so well, it's it had hard about all. It is you were in overalls. It had all been underwater <laughs> the day before, and the creek is receding because we got so much rain. We got more rain than what we realized because we weren't here; we had been gone. So by the time we got here, the creek had receded a lot, but but not completely back to its normal state. So yeah. we didn't realize how high it had gotten. So the ledge that you were standing on had been underwater yeah. um, over the week. And we, <coughs> and we didn't realize that. And but. What's, what's normally just this nice, gentle slope with grass on it that we usually walk down, because we go play in this creek all summer long. I mean, we were down yeah. there all the time. So... I had to walk down what's normally just a very gentle, grassy slope, right? It's almost like zero entry right in the water. He makes well, it sound so just this well, little grassy slope. Well, it was it was muddy and it's a it was little slick. bit more rustic than So I went down there and I just it was like ice. I just slipped. And next thing I know, I, my body is horizontal in the air. <laughs> I mean, if there could have been a freeze frame, my it's like imagine the scene where your legs flip a Slip out from underneath you, and they're almost straight like Superman, but you're midair. At least that's what it felt like. And then I came crashing down right on my chest and and it's, hit the slope, and then the next thing I knew, I was in the creek. Boom. And, and I'm standing at the higher ledge rock all the way at the more main level, and I was like, ah! Well, I but here's I just reflexes. I had I was holding a chainsaw, by the way, because what was required to cut was a, I, need, I needed more than our clippers, so I had a chainsaw, and that went flying out of my hand just instinctively. <laughs> well, and you save the chainsaw before you save your life. I didn't want the chainsaw going in the water, but I was I was splash, and and so then so the current of the creek since it's in flood stage is moving quicker than normal, and so I'm grabbing anything on the on the on the the bank trying to just grab, there's nothing to grab and I'm digging into the mud and it's not doing, I'm getting pushed downstream. And finally I grab uh, some kind of root and I'm holding myself there. And I, my, my first thought was, I'm going to get swept downstream and I don't know where I'm going to get out. Meanwhile, I take my phone out and start recording. No, not till later. I, yeah, <laughs> no, if I'd have seen you record, your first thing you said was, how can I help? And I'm like, just don't come down here. No, you told me to come down there. No, but then I, then I realized real quickly yeah, after then that, you like, realized, don't come by down the here. time I got down there, then he's like, don't come down here. I'm like, you just told me to come down here. Because she'll be in the creek with me. I mean, so she'll I slip like, out well, too. I was like, well, I might as well start recording. So <laughs> anyway, 
Isn't that that's the life I live? And he's like, "Are you recording?" I told her she was only recording it for insurance purposes because she needed to. If I were to die, (laughs) she needed to prove that it wasn't like. I was like, "I'm recording." We have to remember this moment. No, we didn't have to remember anything of it. I can't even believe we're talking about it. But anyway, (laughs) so she brought it up, folks. Um, But anyway, there was like a a branch right on the edge of the bank, and I happened to I grabbed it and I stabbed it in the mud, and that actually gave me a little bit of. And then you had to just kind of catch your breath. Right. I had to sit there because the water was freezing. And um, and, I, and I'm and i literally, I'll be honest with you, I'm not even afraid to, embarrassed to say this. I couldn't get out. I, and I had these thoughts go through my brain, right? I'm like, okay, my sons aren't here. They can't throw me a rope. There's nothing like there's, it's just me and, and Kirsten. And the water was all the way up to his calves. No, oh, stop <laughs> it. It was not up to my calves. <laughs> now that's a misrepresentation. <laughs> It was up to like my stomach. That's when I was like in. And I don't know about that. We'll definitely take a look back at the picture. Well, he's being a little dramatic with his story. I think I think it was maybe up to your knees. Maybe. No, wait, are you kidding me? Just okay, folks. Don't listen to her. <laughs> I feel like I should get the picture out now just for verification. Okay. So anyway, story. long story short. Uh, just if, uh, I don't know, five, eight feet up river, there's a little outcove and I was we, able to, well, in Arkansas, they would call it a hauler. Well, I it's, would it's, call, so it's where the water from up the hills, it kind of yep. gathers and runs down to the Creek. And I got in there and then I got out of the water and then it's, uh, I'm like, how am I going to get back? Cause I'm on the, the other, house. like I'm on the other side of the, of the water now. I'm like, how am I going to get back to where I need to be? It was so muddy. I was sinking and I couldn't move. So I ended up going up the other side and this, I mean, it doesn't need to make sense to anybody cause you can't, you're not visualizing where I'm at, but I ended up going up the hill towards my neighbor's house and I got wrapped. I literally got lassoed in a thorn bush. I couldn't yeah. see the sun was going down and I got all caught up, but I, but I eventually got up and where I finally come out of the woods was down our street around the corner and um and I don't know, not even a quarter a mile away. away. Yeah. But I came up and okay, so imagine I'm totally I'm soaked and I'm and I look as Arkansas as can be, and I have this walking stick. I imagine to have this branch that gave me leverage. I held onto it the whole time. And here I am, I'm walking down my street and I'm heading towards I'm walking down our are off street and they're going to my street yeah. and cars are passing me. And I had to look, I had to look like a People mess. People driving by go, there's Pastor Joe. No, I hope not. <laughs> I didn't know at the time, but I was bleeding. I yeah, was bleeding up lie. my hand, my arm. I didn't even know it on my shoulder. I was bleeding. And it wasn't until later I saw I had dried blood coming down yeah. my shoulders. And, all from uh, the thorns. All from the, thor- yeah. uh, the thorns. And so I finally, I make it around to my street and I'm walking down. And of course, Kirsten's in the driveway waiting for me filming and um gotta continue and i just i don't know what it is i'm kind of i'm kind of at that age now where you know i'm in my late 40s and and like the next morning i woke up my knee is killing me like like my knee is swollen and i don't remember tweaking it or hit i think i whacked it on something when i fell but it has been swollen for a couple days and it's stiff and i'm going man you know a couple years ago i think i would have just hopped right up from that, but I think maybe it's. Uh, I'm starting to realize I'm I'm in my late 40s, and you just don't bounce like you used to. And so, well, you bounced. anyway. That's the story. And yeah. so I've been kind of limping around through the last couple of days. He's and, milking it. He's milking it. Well, you you make it sound like 
Oh, he got his toes wet. No, I hit the water. There was a splash, and I was I was halfway yeah. in. No, it I was... didn't go all the way. And let me. I'll clear that up. I didn't go all the way under, but I hit the. I hit, and I slid down right into the water, and I caught myself before it took me away. So there you go. Well, here you are to talk about it now. Yep. So, so this weekend we're going to be was, talking about the afterlife. I will say, on Sunday morning. I will say this. That when he got back to the driveway, I said, I think it's time that we call it a night. Like that, that's the second incident. <laughs> and we're like, and we're done. Yeah. I haven't taken a tumble in a long, I can't even remember the last time I lost my balance or fell or anything like that happened. I think the slip marks are still in the mud down there. We they, could, they might be. They're probably dried down, out now. We could go down and take a picture. This show is, where it actually happened. This is where Shamu hit the bank of the <laughs> and slid in the... No, I'm kidding. But So, um, yeah, that was our exciting spring break. Yeah. So, the, the Joe and I have been talking about. So, we're tired from all the traveling. My body hurts from, like, two falls. And I'm not recovered. And that's why I say... I feel like I need a vacation from my vacation. I'm, I was not ready to enter the work week, so. But anyway, I'll I'll survive. I we will rebuild. We'll rebuild. We, we will overcome. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the worst thing that happens to us, we're. I would consider ourselves very very fortunate. Well, we're reaching a pretty big Sunday coming up this weekend. The rescued series is about. To finish. That's right. We have reached the final weekend of our rescued series. How long have we been in this one? Uh, we started it in the spring. Oh, excuse me, in the fall. Oh, we it's start, like, oh, yeah. heavens. We started it in the fall. So we had several months of, uh, you know, September, October, November. And then we took a break for took Christmas. A, did a different Christmas series. We came back in January, February, March. And, you know, it's, it's really very similar to the origin series we did the year before. We started in the fall. And took a break at Christmas and ended and finished it off in the in the spring. And you know, when we did Genesis here, you know, back in 2021, um, I wasn't really thinking that we would do more than Genesis. And right. I think that ended up being a 26-week series. Um, I knew I wanted to finish before Easter. And then after we finished Genesis, we went on to do other things. And there were some series after Genesis that kind of got kicked off because of our Genesis, like things came up in our... Didn't you do like an archaeology series? Well, when, when we finished Genesis, um, there was a, well, there was a question oh. that kept popping up where there was this idea that kept popping up during Genesis is like all these people in the book of Genesis, they all had messed up. They were all like the least likely people that God would use. And they all had, um, you know, they'd all had messed up, but God still mm -hmm. used them. So there was this little under theme that popped up that, you know, um, you know, even though you mess up, that doesn't mean God's done with you. And so that turned into the botched series, oh, you know, yeah. is failure fatal? And so it was one of those things that came up that I thought we need to examine that more. I wanted to examine it more, but just didn't have the time as we were going through Genesis. And then um, the unearth series that followed botched was oh, okay. more just my personal interest. I love yeah. archaeology and people loved it though. Yeah, it was a great um, series. Are you, so are you going to do Leviticus in the fall? <laughs> So, well, before I answer that, so we, we, um, so a lot of, a lot of people had kind of suggested, why don't we just keep going? You know, with, I mean, cause we got to the end of Exodus and, or excuse me, the end of Genesis and oh. Exodus starts right where Genesis leaves. And so I thought, you know, I kind of shifted a little bit. I was like, you know, I think that'd be a great, they're real, the people in our congregation really seem to love 
the Genesis study. They loved having a longer approach at it. Not one of these four or five week series, but this would end up being 20, 26 week series with the break in the middle. So that helped. And then Exodus, um, I started really in-depth study on that. Like, and I yeah, feel like you break all the Bible college rules by having a 26-week series. I think things are changing. I, I think people are digging into longer series these days. We should check with our professors. Well, and I think people are more and more hungry for you know um, what we'd call expository preaching, where we yeah. just verse by verse, you know, working through the text. Um, but what I said, so we started Exodus back in the fall mm-hmm. and it turned out just like Genesis. It went from, you know, basically Labor Day, the weekend after Labor Day weekend, all the way to Palm Sunday. Yeah. Well, Exodus turned out the same way. So they're very similar in length. And, and so, so Leviticus is upon us. I have loved Exodus. Now Exodus is just about over one more sermon. And then, um, and then we're going to go into other things and I'll, I don't want to talk about it too much right now, but there has been something that has come up in the Exodus series that I want to talk about more just like what turned into botched because yeah. the Genesis kind of brought that out. Well, there's something else that Exodus has kind of brought out. Is that, this a teaser? You're just going to tease us? You're not going to give any more information? Well, yeah, I'm not going to say anything else about it. But How there, rude. Well, I'm still developing it. But but there is going to be a you know four to six week series that is directly spurred on from our Exodus study. Well, and that's going to be, let's see, we have Easter coming up and then we have the creation weekend, mm-hmm. which is super exciting, April 14th through the 16th. And so it's going to be after that. Yeah, it'll be okay. after, at some point after that. I don't at know if it's... At some point. Okay. There might be a standalone sermon or two in yeah. between, but but then I'm excited about that. So you'd ask about, are we just going to do Leviticus yeah, next? Yeah, I was going to say, well, this fall we're, we're going to be launching another campus. And so are we are we launching Leviticus? I can't imagine launching the the. There's so many verses I want West, to point to. The and West say, Camp- Are you going to preach on this? <laughs> are you going to preach on? That? I can't imagine launching a new campus and With being Leviticus, Leviticus being this. <laughs> but a lot of people have asked, and here's what I think I'm going to do. Now, nobody hold me to this, but what makes sense to me um, is I want to do next. I think this fall I might do a couple of sermons that just summarize. Um, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Oh, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would dig into those verse by verse. Now, it's a great study. You should, um, but there's a few things in there. Like we need to, we need to bridge. We need to bridge some details. Like, like I, was the, gonna say, I feel like you're kind of as our pastor, you're jipping us. I'm not jipping anybody. I, I don't think I could do a, a 26 week series. I don't think I want to do a 26 week series out of Leviticus. <laughs> I, that's just my feelings. Um, I don't. Th- I, I, that's just my feelings. I, I'm willing to do it. But, you know, originally I'd kind of thought that, why don't I just take the next five years and do that fall and spring, fall and spring, fall and spring cycle and just go Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Yeah, but there's 27 chapters in Leviticus. So, well, just saying. But what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to do a couple sum up, like, here's what happened. Like, we need to talk about, um, I believe it's Numbers 13. Where uh, where Moses sent in the spies, and that did not go as planned, and and there was a number of things that happened that we need to kind of bridge. But I think what I would do is this fall, I think we would tackle Joshua, Ooh, because that's cool. and then you'd have this is inside information. This folks. is inside this is information. Under the hood. That's right. If you don't listen to this podcast, you're not going to get this exciting information. <laughs> and and so then I would um, and then I would. I think I would do a same kind of thing, a, a fall, take a break at Christmas, and finish it in spring for Easter, 
through the book of Joshua. So then you'd have how God created the origins and the, and the original promise with Abraham. And then we've done Exodus, which is all about escape from Egypt and, and the covenant, all of that. And then you would have the book of Joshua is where they move in and take possession of the promised land. Hmm. And I think those three series together with, with some summarizations of what happens in between, because you do, you know, there's a lot that happens, but I think, um, I think that would, I think that would stay engaging with the church. I think the book of Joshua would be very engaging. I mean, we're talking about blood and guts and fights and battles and, and I mean, I mean, let's be honest, the very first, like one of the first things you come to is the, yeah. the, the battle of Jericho yeah. and the walls coming. I mean, yeah. so then I think after that, maybe we'll just figure it out. Like if I have, I've had gotten requests from people that keeping with this old Testament theme has been very engaging. And I don't know if a lot of people just haven't spent a lot of time in, but you know, you could go from Joshua and do a series through Judges, mm-hmm. and that's all very narrative. Very, yeah. that's where you get like Samson and Gideon and Deborah and all those people. And then you could do a series through the kings, you know, Saul, King David, and Solomon. So is this a glimpse into the? And next then you few could years? just keep you could just keep going, and then and then you can get into like the divided kingdoms and and then the exile. You know, you pretty much have the next five years planned out. Uh, I think it might take longer than that, but if we do it the way we're doing it now. But anyway, mm-hmm. maybe that's an option. Maybe so we that's just spend cool. every every uh, fall and spring kind of walking through this Old Testament history all the way through and take the next several years to do it. And then in the off season, like when, you know, late spring or post Easter in the summer, we do a little bit other things as well. You guys pray for me. We'll figure it out. God, God will show me, but that's what I'm thinking right now. I think we did Genesis. We had a very good study through Exodus and I feel like probably this fall we we hit Joshua. Nice. That's my thinking. Now, don't hold me to it. I could change my mind tomorrow. but At any moment. But I let me just say this. I have loved Exodus. It's the first time that I've done an in-depth, everyone has. in-depth study. Uh, I mean, like preaching. So preaching is yeah. different than just studying a book of the Bible. I mean, trying to articulate and communicate themes and teaching through. It's the first time I've done Exodus like this. I've grown so much from it. I've learned. I feel like the Lord's connected a lot of dots for me. Mm-hmm. Um um, I, I have grown as a Christian. Mm. I've grown as a pastor. I've learned a whole lot of things that maybe I knew and forgot or knew in Bible college, forgot, you know, I, Hey, newsflash, we forget a lot of stuff too, you know? Um, <laughs> well, I will say this when we were at the zoo last week, I was pointing out different bugs, you know, in the, like the dark room, they have all these like bug cases. And we were talking about all the plagues that we, you know, uh-huh. learned about. And we were talking about what if this was the size of the gnat? <laughs> what, was it, what about this being the bug that everybody, you know, like, cause they were like so gross looking and disgusting. And just to imagine, you know, thousands upon thousands of those swarming. And anyway, it was just kind of fun to you talk to the boys about that. Yeah. And, you think and you got some that. nasty bugs walking around the outside of your house? You ain't seen nothing until you've been in the Houston Zoo. I know. Oh, they got some nasty looking bugs. I was ready to get out of that room. Well, I think every zoo might have them. I don't know. There's there's some nasty bugs there's around the world. There's just nasty bugs, and then and then some of them are poisonous, and some of them are from other countries, which is y- unique yeah. because they are not. You know, from here. you know, you know. You brought that up. You know what I thought was not a surprise, but kind of funny, is we're at the zoo, and they had a whole vulture display. They had these <laughs> these these areas Ooh, with all these vultures. vultures. And then they had this one vulture that and they have on the map there. So, oh, it's from, you know, the Midwest, the United States. And I'm going, 
I got thousands of those hanging outside my backyard. <laughs> Why do I got to come to the zoo to watch those? I can just look at my back deck. These nasty turkey vultures that we have around here. Yeah. That's just a nasty bird. And then they say that they're... But they had a whole display of them. I'm going, I don't need to come to the zoo to see turkey vultures. Just put some raw meat out. They'll be chewing on it. Anyway, uh, I'm glad that you could learn from the Old Testament yeah, and no, make that just, connection. Oh, my word. What but, if What if this was the what bug? What if this was the bug? The bug was like four inches like long and like an inch or two wide. It was like a disgusting yeah, it was and nasty. had wings. And I was like, could you imagine if this was the bug? <laughs> if I was out camping and one of those like birds. If I was out camping, one of those walked up on my on my like, sleeping bag. I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> Burn the tent down. I'm done. <laughs> But, um, you know, hey, before we get off here today, I do want to say a word, man, what a tragedy that was on Monday, mm, uh, the Nashville, Nashville shooting. And, you know, that that hits a little bit differently for Kirsten and I because, you know, I, I don't have any familiarity with that school mm-hmm. or Nashville, really. Mm-hmm. I haven't spent much time there. But Kirsten and I both went to Christian schools. Yeah. Um, you you went to Christian school your whole life for sure. from like kindergarten on. I I graduated from a Christian school. I did public school most of my life, mm-hmm. but the the second semester of my sophomore year in high school, I transferred over to a small Christian school in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, all the reasons for why may be the subject of a different podcast, not today, but but needed to make a change for sure. But and Christian that, school becomes your family. Oh man, it's, it's just a different. It's it's a church family kind of feeling, and all kind. I mean, it's just it's a different. It's a not different, just school. It's a different environment, and we were a very tight knit school. Yeah. Um. It it was just different, and so if if that school where that mm-hmm. incident happened was anything like the experiences you and I have, um, you're talking about a very tight group of people bounded together by common faith Mm -hmm. and are probably invested in each other's lives outside of that school. I would imagine a lot of them maybe go to church together. Mm. Um, Their lives are intertwined together. Mm -hmm. It's just, and again, I don't know anything about this school, so I could be wrong, but if it's like our experience was going to a Christian school, the um, special, you know, parents know each other, parents are involved with one another. Probably a lot of the parents are friends. Like I said, go to church. So, you know, we need to be uh, praying for for these families. Mm-hmm. And I heard one of the little girls that died was the pastor's daughter. So that even hits harder, mm-hmm. you know, and because you can kind of relate a little bit more about what his role is and, and how that would hit. So, um, but, you know, I, I will be honest, I get pretty frustrated with uh, the media and just with this... Um, how they swing things. Well, and just the way, I mean... I don't expect the world to agree with Christians or to think like us or anything else like that, but but uh, there is a very militaristic liberal agenda that and these activist groups that have used this tragedy mm. as an opportunity to criticize the Christians, and even the fact that when we say we need to be praying for these families, you know they're attacking that that concept right there, mm-hmm. like. Um, like, why would you pray? Like, prayer didn't prayer didn't keep this person from shooting up a Christian school, so your God must be phony and and all of that. And that, you know, there's outrage, there's mm-hmm. anger, and I, I've been kind of sitting here wondering the last couple of days. Anger, I mean, anger. I mean, that's a natural reaction to to this thing. I mean, there's sadness, but then you're angry, and where you channel that anger 
this has been very interesting to watch people channel their anger. You know who I'm not seeing a lot of anger channeled at? This transgender person mm -hmm. who did the shooting. Mm -hmm. I'm not hearing a lot of outrage towards that person. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I'm, I, I may not be, I'm not reading everything. I'm not, I'm, I'm reading a lot of headlines and I've read a few articles and I'm listening to a few news reports, but you, you know who I'm angry at? I'm angry at, at her. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm sorry, I don't care who you are, but but if you if you walk into a school and you murder a bunch of little kids, you're not well in the head. Mm -hmm. And and people can try to politicize this and make this about gun violence and they can try to do all kinds of things, but I'm telling you, we're dealing with somebody who's not mentally well, who's absolutely unstable, and I guarantee you that when they start to unpack all the issues of that person's life, um, I don't know what beef she had with that school or if it was mm -hmm. personal or anything like I don't know if she's trying to make a statement or whatever, but I have been very disgusted by all the finger pointing. And honestly, I point my finger at one person. I pointed at her. Mm -hmm. And whatever, now I'm not saying that she, I, I don't know anything about her. I bet you she's had a rough go at life. Mm -hmm. um, but to point the finger at Christians and say, you caused her to be this way. You're your homophobic rhetoric or your transphobic rhetoric or your this or that. Um, the anger is what I'm sitting here going. And when you just say, hey, we need to pray for those family. How dare you pray? You know, we, we don't need prayer. If prayer worked, God would have protected those little girls in that Christian school. We don't need prayer. We need action. We need you Christians to, to, to this and that. Stop believing what you're believing. And I'm like, Listen, my beliefs come straight from the Bible. The Bible is my authority and, and my God is my authority. Um, I'm not going to change my positions or my convictions. Well, the Bible is clear. Even in the midst of tragedy. They're, they're not going to understand us and what no. we believe and who our God is. Um, so that's the sad part is that we're never going to be able to convince people Otherwise, I mean, the world is going to be always against us, and we know that. That's right, and 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 again, it's. I don't expect the world to, like I said a minute ago. I don't expect the world to think like us, right. to act like us. I actually live my life expecting criticism for yeah. our convictions, yeah. because Christianity has always cut against the grain of our society. You know, the enemy is trying to steer this world way far away from Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's his whole goal, and. Um, but I, to me, I guess what I'm trying to say is the level of outrage that I'm seeing mm -hmm. um, feels a little bit different than other times where I, I'm like, listen, where's the outrage at the shooter? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you want to get mad at Christians. You want to get mad at us asking people to pray. But where's the outrage at the, at the, uh, the perpetrator here mm -hmm. in this thing? And um, now again, I'll admit, I don't know everything. I don't, but for me... Well, if I know we where can my anger is targeted focus at. on praying for those families, praying for even the family of the girl who went into the school. I mean, they're dealing with the fact that they had a family member do this. And I can't imagine having that burden on right. me as a mom or um, as a parent. And so there's just a lot more to the situation. And That's right. so I think that if we continue to just support those families, um, support that church, support um, the school, yeah, and um, and and remember to pray for for the the families all involved, including the 
the shooter's family. I mean, I just, it's hard to understand or even comprehend, but I think the media is always going to twist things. Let's be honest. The church is an easy target because what we stand for and what we believe in goes against the grain of secular society, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But what I would like to say is that I think the church should be on the front lines of loving everybody. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I would hope at new life, that there's not one person that would ever walk through our doors that wouldn't find graciousness and love mm-hmm. here. I don't care what you're doing or where you're from or anything. I would like everybody to know that everybody's welcome mm-hmm. at New Life. Um, you may see the world differently, and and you may um, have a whole different list of convictions different than mine. But you can still be welcome here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we're not. You're not going to be mistreated or judged. You're not going to be. You know, but at the same time. I'm not going to change my convictions that come from scripture to accommodate what you think should happen. You know, we, you can love people through differences mm-hmm. and, um, but without compromise. And uh, that's why I feel like with the world right now, they're like demanding the church, you change, you accommodate. How dare you? You're awful people. You know? Um, and I'm like, dang, you know, no, I, I'm going to love everybody yeah. and everybody's welcome here. Uh, I'm not going to treat anybody differently because either either they're gay or 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 tra- or consider themselves transgender or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, I, I look at that stuff and I go, you know what? It's God cares more about where you're going than where you've been. Everybody's a starting point, and I'm I'm willing to sit down and walk through Scripture and teach. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to compromise. You know, in order so that you know um, you feel okay about a lifestyle choice. God didn't call me to that. But well, but, let's remember that if you are if you hate someone or a group so much that you want to harm them. Yeah. What's wrong? You, yeah. you need to seek some help because I I've been offended, you know, I've been hurt before, but I've never been hurt before so much that I'd want to harm someone or hurt someone or murder someone. And so um there's a different level of of hate in that person's heart. And so that's where, I mean, we always say this to our kids, you need to check your heart. You need to, you need to get right here. And so if you need to seek help and, and if you have that much anger, um, and hatred in your heart to, to seek help because turning on someone and harming someone is not the answer. Um, whether you agree with their beliefs or not, yeah. it, that is not the answer they, ever. They they haven't said, at least I haven't read, that there was a motive in this or that there was a personal beef with that church or that school or those Christians. Um, you, you know, I, I I would say that if if there were Christians in her life that mistreated her based on what she was trying to figure out in her own life about her identity, then then shame on Christians for doing that. Um, but, uh, but we don't know what her motivation was, but I I would just say that I would hope that we would never mistreat anybody. I don't, I don't, I'm not looking to mistreat anybody or I'd hope no Christians would mistreat anybody. I think the church gets unfairly blamed for a lot of things, Mm -hmm. you know, disagreement and mistreatment are two completely different things. I think some people in the church have mistreated people though. And I think that's, you know, it, it always kind of is one of those things that one person's doing something, so everybody's doing it. Um, and that's not necessarily true. However, I do think the church gets blamed because there have been people who have not been kind or had said wrong things or have, uh, you know, mistreated people. 
but that's not that's not the masses. That's not the majority of us do care and love everyone. Absolutely. However they are right now and that they were created in God's image. Yeah, I think they were created with a purpose. I think it's exactly right. I think a smaller group has gotten blamed as if it's everybody. Yeah. Um, most Christians, all the Christians I know, um, would never mistreat anybody. You know, it's, that's, what's really sad. I, you know, I, so when I, when this news broke and I saw I was at a Christian school and the pastor's daughter died, I, I just, it just hit, it hit me differently. And, and all of this is ridiculous. This should never take place here. And I don't think, um, you know, changing laws, politicizing all that stuff is, is it's really a change that has to happen in people's hearts. People have to turn to Jesus. That is the only answer. So I call for prayer. I pray for these families. Pray for the for the 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 young lady that perpetrated all this. Pray for her families. I know they're hurting bad. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're affiliated with the school. I know she was a student there. I think they said at one point. But anyway, I just encourage everybody listening. Pray for pray for the victims' families and and um, and uh, and and what's going on there. So next week we have um, Easter coming up. Uh, it's hard to believe it's Easter already. And um, we also are having this huge creation weekend uh, coming up in April as well. And I'm telling you, we've had the Institute for Creation Research here before, mm-hmm. and it was so cool. It was so cool. What I loved the most about it is how much my kid loved it. And so I'm really looking forward to them being back. And uh, we have two main speakers who are going to speak Friday night, Saturday morning, and then... They're going to be teaching at our our weekend services. At all four services, the same message, but we'll have four electives going on at the same time that you can sign up for. You can get more information at newlifenwa.com slash creation dash weekend. Um, and that is just going to be a fantastic weekend. It's first come first serve. So, um, we're not selling tickets or anything like that. There's no reserve seating. So just come, um, and it, and just take it all in. It's going to be fantastic. What they do need to reserve for is if they do any of the electives on Saturday night or Sunday, because those are limited seating, but the rest are going to be in, you know, our large auditorium or in the, uh, student Student center. Center, So we're going to have two going at the same time. So plenty of seating around. But yeah, I'm excited about that too. I still remember all of it from four years ago. Right. And they're coming back with new topics, new new talks. And so. And we um, have all that on the website. So um, yeah, just go check it out. That's right. So Easter, bring a friend, Creation Weekend. And then Kirsten, you want to say something about something? We have an Instagram yeah. page. Under the Hood. Actually, um, I think it's, it's Under the Hood Podcast. Um, is how you can find it. Um, and it's UTH podcast. So we'll post some overall pictures maybe of you. No, you don't need any right overall now, pictures we, of me. Yeah, we're going to need to start posting some pictures from of things that we talk about. So it would be funny to me if we just posted pictures and didn't put any context and just say, go listen to the podcast. So if we posted a picture of you in overalls, <laughs> then we tell people to go listen to the podcast. I think they would. I guess we'll find out. (laughs) That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the links for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood. Not a car show.